You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What's new in your world? What have you been snapping and shooting and styling and all of that this week? Oh, it's been a great week. I've done some really cool shoots, uh, a couple of uh, big-name uh, Australian uh, elite sportsmen I photographed this week for a cover, and okay. we've also been filming. Uh, I did a great shoot on Friday night where I uh, trialled a new style of lighting that I will blog about that I'm really excited about, so happy with the results, oh. and um, very, very cheap, cheap cheap style of lighting so anyone can actually uh, create this themselves. Uh, very excited about that. So, so you know, great week. Awesome. What about you? What about me? What have I been doing this week? That's just, it's just that time of year, isn't it? Where the, I know. You know, everyone wants everything before yep. Christmas, even though you kind of know they're not going to do anything yeah. with yep. it yep. <laughs> till mid-January or late-January. Um, finishing off some articles that for some glossy magazines yep. and um, going to have a little bit of a break. Well, not much of a break, to be honest, because I find having a break a little bit boring over the Christmas period, do you? don't you? Yeah, I do. I don't like um, doing nothing. I like to be somewhere or doing something. So mm. I, I tend to start organising stuff or planning my next trip. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time though. We get to hang out next week too, don't yes. we? Yes, we'll record podcasts together yes. while you're coming to Sydney to do yeah. some shoots yes. and you're going to visit me at my new place. I know. I can't wait. I'm excited. And I get to hang out with uh, uh, Rexy and, and Rocky. They're going <laughs> to they're going to share my room, aren't they? They could, yeah. Well, we might set up a pet photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We will. We'll do one for sure. We'll photograph all the animals together. Gary could come. I know. Gaza. <laughs> but we want to give a big shout out this week to Kyle Bowman Photography. Thank you so much, Kyle Bowman, for your five-star review called Great Insight on iTunes. Now, Kyle is from St. Louis, Missouri. So great to see this podcast spread all around the world. Yeah. And Kyle has said, I found this podcast a few weeks ago and have been listening to the episodes every day as I drive for my day job. I'm a part-time portrait photographer and really value and treasure all the insider tips and teachings by both Gina and Valerie. They have a great positive relationship that and that conveys humble lessons and an open learning experience. Bravo and good on them. Cheers to you, Gina, Valerie, and all the combined pets you both have. <laughs> <That's so cute. laughs> Thank you so much, Kyle. You've totally made our day. 
today. <laughs> really appreciate it. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because, you know, that helps us keep going, you know. We love we love reading your stuff and we love seeing uh, from all the different places people are, are listening from all around the world. Now, Gina, you have an interesting link for us this week, don't you? I do. This is really beautiful. So uh, this came up in my Facebook uh, feed and it's through Upworthy and it's basically uh, a video where a a, a photographer is uh, uh, telling people, uh, recording uh, the moment that people are told they are beautiful and capturing the reactions. Mm -hmm. And it's so lovely and the impact that you can have. And this, Valerie, is why I love what I do so Mm. much because I get to do that every day and it's part of how I work with people. And people, when people aren't used to hearing that, Mm. when you see the reactions and you see uh, how it changes people physically, like they actually, to me, appear taller Mm. They walk taller when they're told something, especially when they never hear it. It's just lovely. So it's a a lovely video of uh, people told that they're randomly, that they're beautiful. So that's in the show notes. It's just lovely. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes, which you can find at Gina's website, ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And while you're there, sign up for Gina's newsletter, which is pretty awesome. And uh, apart from getting some of great tips and Gina's unique sense of humor, (laughs) which I still laugh at to this day after knowing her for, you know, 25 years or something, uh, you also get exclusive resources that are only available to people who subscribe to the newsletter, like free Lightroom presets, which Mm. um, they're not available archived or on the blog or anything. They're only available through the newsletter. But let's move on to what we're talking about this week. What, um, oh, actually, before we move on to what we're talking about this week, you have, you wanted to give a special mention to Yeah, I've got a shout out uh, to Ben Hopkins, who in the Facebook, group he posted uh, a bike that he saw outside a shop and it's uh, decorated with Christmas lights and that's inspired me Ben Hopkins thank you very much for that photo because I'm now you know I've got like bikes all over my house Val they're just leaning <laughs> yes. against walls because you know what they make me happy so every time I find uh, retro bikes I've tried to uh, work out ways to get them home from countries I've been to <laughs> but like so I just have them leaning against walls around around my house, I'm going to now put fairy lights around those bikes and they're going to be my Christmas decorations this year. So Ben Hopkins, thank you for that shot. That's inspired me to do something like, you know, really cool, I think. Yes. And uh, for those of you who are new to us, we have a free Facebook group, which is called, You'd all you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. And uh, we're all in there showing our pictures and um, asking different questions, asking advice from each other. So do join us because it's great fun. Mm. But we've decided to do an interesting experiment for the next few weeks, haven't we, Gina? Yes. So what we're going to do, because we want these podcasts to be as practical as possible, and what we've decided to do is a little bit of a boot camp. We thought that would be appropriate, particularly because we've got a holiday period coming up over Christmas and the new year. People will also have time to probably take more shots, use the camera a bit more often. And we've decided to do a boot camp where every week for the next few weeks, we're going to have a different theme and topic. Now, how does that differ to the different 
different themes and topics that we've had for the last 51 episodes. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so what we're going to do is kind of put put ourselves in the um, position of a client and where a client briefs, well, pretend I'm the client and I'm briefing Gina on what I want for my shoot. Now, these are going to vary very uh, a lot from week to week. And so we thought we'd start with um, something that I'm personally interested in because I'm actually going to do this. And I've written a brief to Gina on what I want to achieve. So this particular week, our focus is on how to photograph fitness models. So how to photograph people who, you know, um, uh, at the gym or you're, maybe you're doing um, swimsuits or maybe you're just doing lots of summer type shots. Mm. Uh, we know it's not summer in the Northern Hemisphere, but hopefully you can apply all of these principles anyway. And we do know that quite a number of listeners do sometimes photograph fitness models. Now, one of the reasons, and you may remember this from previous episodes that I'm interested in this, is that I want to take a whole heap of shots at the gym that I've started to go to, which is a MMA type gym, but obviously this works for any kind of gym. So I'll talk, I'll talk through the brief that I've given Gina and then we'll go through, you know, the kinds of shots that she thinks are going to be appropriate or how she's going to achieve those Mm -hmm. shots. So basically the brief is a variety of shots that we can use for promotional purposes for website and marketing materials. And we've just called this gym Gifted Gym. Mm. Gina's name, not mine. Mm. (laughs) Why we called it Gifted Gym. (laughs) You'll find out through the course of this episode. Uh. So these are the shots I want to achieve. Shots for websites and brochure, for the website and brochure. And, you know, I want these to be, say, non-cheesy shots. So while it's important to show fit bodies, I don't want the focus to be on the abs and on the muscles. I do want them to be shown, of course, but I don't want them to necessarily be the highlight of the shot. I'd like some lifestyle shots of people working out. You know, I, 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 want, to, I want people to be in action. I want fighting shots so people, while they're actually fighting, because it is an MMA gym, for those people who aren't familiar, that's mixed martial arts and cage fighting. I didn't know, Val. I was going to ask that question, so I'm glad you defined that. There Thank you go. You. Yep. So, yeah, it's where, where you fight in the cage, like UFC. Mm. Um, I'd also like inset shots. So, and I'm, I'm approaching this also from the point of view that I also have clients and I uh, am, am a magazine editor and I don't necessarily just want one hero shot all the time. Sometimes mm. you need those inset shots, or those mood mm. shots. So, shots of kettlebells, shots of of protein shakes, shots of, you know, those gymnast rings. So not always with people in them. Yep. Also want friendly shots of the trainers being nice to clients, but also of tra- tra- the trainers being tough on clients. Yeah. Importantly, if you're going through something like this, I want shots for social media. Mm-hmm. So they need to be quality, but also look real and authentic. Otherwise, people on social media will just think it's a stock shot or they, yep. they won't believe that they're authentic. And maybe have some of them instructional, like this is how you do a kettlebell swing. And, of course, if you have an opportunity to shoot for a cover of a magazine, have potential shots for for a cover of a magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, Here it's not so much your classic men's health shot, which is always black and white, a guy with washboard abs. That's not really what I want to achieve. It's more like a shot of um, the owner of the gym, say, um, which might appear on the cover of an entrepreneurial magazine or an MMA-type magazine. So we don't want a body shot for that. We just want the owner of the gym looking cool. 
Um, and also you might get group shots of some of the elite fighters at the gym and also headshots of all the trainers. So it's a very comprehensive brief, but it's a realistic yep. brief yes. for somebody who is responsible, say, for the marketing uh, and PR of that gym. It's, and it, it's a clever brief because they're trying to get uh, quite a number of shots in one um, in one hit. Yeah. And if I was the marketing person, that is certainly the brief that I would be, yep. I would be writing. Yep. So Gina, we've, if you've received a brief like that from somebody yes. who, I mean, it's quite comprehensive. Yes. Like it's not just, Hey, come and do headshots of all the trainers. Yep. There's actually quite a lot to achieve yes. in one day or in one session, so to speak. Yep. So I'm interested to know how you would approach this. Like, because you would have to think through, your shot list, you need yes. to think through how you would organize that, what kind of lenses you would bring to yep. achieve the various things. Where would you actually start if you re received such a comprehensive brief? Okay, so I think for everyone listening at home, Val, we should like just break it all down and let's uh, define the genre that we're talking about a bit more because there are different styles uh, that you can shoot this in and uh, just, just so everyone that's listening knows the difference. And then, you know, the, the, the great thing about these boot camps and what I want to do is like you might not necessarily go and now shoot for a gym. Okay, but you can take everything that you get out of this uh, podcast today and apply it to the next time you do a, a full body shot of someone or you can take elements and use them in your next shoot. So, you know, not necessarily if you have to do like shots for, for, for someone's website, right? All right, so let's um let's talk about Valerie the different kinds of uh, f uh fitness model shots and okay. how they differ from uh say a different style of shoot like any other body shots you can do so mm -hmm. the the different types you can have are of a body like in Australia we call them body shots mm -hmm. and I think America rest of the world they they're known as fitness shots so I might refer to them if I'm referring to body shots I'm actually it's fitness it's the same thing all right mm -hmm. so basically you can get an arty style of mm. fitness or body shot and this is the style uh that you would see say there was a magazine that's uh it's well renowned it's called black and white magazine that came out of australia and a lot of uh olympic and elite athletes uh posed for this magazine mm. and i actually did uh several covers and editorial shoots for them back in the 90s that's no longer exists but you can get archive uh copies so if you ever have a chance to to have a look there's some beautiful photography in there and what I used to do for those like arty style of shots is um, a, like for some of them I used to paint the bodies in silver body paint mm. and and to bring out and do and the style of lighting that what I would do was very very moody and uh, like an arty style of, uh, of of shoot so so there is that genre of the arty style which which could be good, Val, for this brief because it could end up being one of the hero shots, the banner, mm. like the main shot. Or it could be on their flyer just as like yeah. a generic body shot and that, that you know, it's, it just, I think, elevates the whole website to another level. 
you yeah. know, because it's artier. They don't always, because the other style of shooting uh, these sorts of body or fitness shots is a more commercial style that you would see in something like Men's Health yes, or advertising campaigns for, say, Nike or Adidas or any of those other sporting yeah. brands. And the lighting style is a very clean, you can see everything that that's going on. The people aren't certainly aren't covered in body paint or any anything like that. So it's a it's very much a more commercial style of lighting. So we've got two ways we can go uh, for this. So I think um, and another a, a style that a photographer that's probably worth checking out for body shot photography is one of my favorites, Herb Ritz. Oh, yes. uh, and he he was an absolute master in capturing the human form in mm. an arty style. So if you want to, you know, some inspiration there, I, I invite you to have a look at, at, at his work. I've put a link in the show notes there. So mm. before I launch into uh, how I'm going to shoot this, I just want to just talk about a few home truths about uh body shots and what we're seeing and how they're actually achieved because I think mm-hmm. people um, uh, get a bit confused about well, what's involved in creating like some of the shots you see you know where you see those models that have just chiseled yeah like they look like they're carved out of stone and you can see every single tiny muscle and it's just basically skin and then muscle, like they're so defined, it yep. looks like their body is shrink-wrapped, the skin is shrink-wrapped onto the body, very, very tight, taut bodies. That, Valerie, is a result of many, many, many weeks of dieting on the part yes. of those fitness models. So fitness models who do it for a living, that is their job. They are professional fitness models. They have off-seasons and on-seasons. And what they'll do is they know they've got a big shoot coming up, mm. say three or four weeks out, they start dieting. Mm. And they restrict, they calorie restrict. And so like they will stay for men, they will stay uh, when they're not shooting, they'll stay around 15% body fat, which is what you'll see like a, a normal looking fit buff guy, mm-hmm. right? But when they're getting into fitness body um, sort of photo shoot ready, they're going to drop down to like 5 or 6%. So basically so, it's the difference between Channing Tatum in 22 Jump Street and Channing Tatum in Magic Mike. Magic Mike, yeah, and even yeah, even a little bit lower than that. So, so it is the result. So you can't just ask a model a day out from the shoot mm. to be ready the next day. So if if you're ever planning on doing these shoots and you want to approach a fitness model, allow for time. Give them three, four weeks to actually prepare themselves and they need to diet down slowly. And then the reality is, Val, those shots you see on the fitness magazine covers, Mm. as soon as the shoot is done, they will go back to, say, a normal style of eating. Mm. Within hours, they can go back to like a more normal, say, over 10% body fat, and they will look again like Channing Tatum, (laughs) 21 Jump Street. It's that quick. Yeah. You go from that. So it is a severe so, – so people don't walk around looking like this 24-7. There is some work. And also the female models that you see where they've got a six-pack or an eight-pack, mm. that is not a normal state for any woman. And most of those women that get to that point 
um, also have to diet down for maybe a month or, you know, and they might start at 20% and they'll get down to 12%. And then you will see all that muscle definition. It's not like they're not freaks of nature. They have to diet down. So it is hard work. So what you're saying is that if you want to get the shots of utterly amazing bodies that yes. are super, super chiseled, normal people aren't no matter no, no matter what, normal people who just happen to go to the gym aren't going to get you help you achieve that. You're probably going to need to get a fitness model or get a normal person who's willing to do a hell of a lot of work. They've got to start at a certain point, so they've got to be super fit and super lean to start with. But to mm. get them to that next level, you need that two to three weeks. Mm. And so, like every fitness model that I've ever worked with, they've like, I need three weeks to get in shape, and I. I'm looking at them thinking, you look amazing now. They're mm. like, no, I need to get like right down and, you know, drop the body fat percentage even further because no amount of lighting or Photoshop or anything like you can make people look smaller in size, but you can't get that taut chiseled definition unless they diet down. So what you're saying is that as photographers, we need to be realistic. We're actually not yes. going to be able to achieve a men's health type cover if we're just going to use real people and, and we don't have access to fitness models. You're not going to get that same look. You're going to get similar, but it's never going to have that edge. But there are things you can do, Val, mm -hmm. to help you get something that still looks really good. And so there's okay. things like... Um, uh, fake tan or uh, like so getting a good makeup artist to apply like a body bronzer or something like that well when the skin is darker it, it actually shows mus muscle definition a lot better so that's why a lot of those bodybuilders mm. who are um, uh, on sh doing shows uh, will always have a sun ta a tan mm. or some kind of fake tan or something because it does show the, 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 the definition uh, a lot better and one thing that I've learned from a lot of makeup artists is they can actually uh, show muscle definition a lot better by uh, uh, sculpting with makeup. Mm. So what they do is they, they, they draw on abs. So if you don't have any, it's not like you can draw a set on, but they can actually like use, um, you know, darker bits to, to, to and, and highlight and, and shading to actually accentuate the muscles a lot more. And it, it does look amazing. The right light is also going to help. Things like um, when the body, like obviously for males, is uh, all the hair is removed from mm -hmm. the chest and things like that, that also helps with muscle definition because obviously if there's like lots of hair on the chest, uh, it's hiding the muscle definition. So that's generally why they, they, they will wax down uh, for photo shoots and things like that as well. You need to think about that preparation too because if you ask some people to maybe wax the day before a shoot, some guys tend to break out in mm. welts. And so you don't want to be the one who's having to retouch all of that mm. as well. Yeah. All right. So that, that's just a little bit about what's involved. Very embarrassing. So when you see uh, those those um, amazing cover shoots, there's actually a lot of work in, involved to getting there. All right. So um, now let's get back to this brief. Yes. And break it down. So, yeah. So the first thing I would do when I got a brief like this, Val, mm. is uh, sort of think about uh, the the best order 
to do all the shots. Oh, yes. And to, to get uh, the most bang for my client's buck, you know, basically. So you want to make it so that, like, you can have it in a, in a, in a sort of an organized way. And then I'm looking at, okay, the first thing I would do is actually have a look at the website. Mm-hmm which I've done. So for, for, for gifted gym, I've had a look, I've had a look at the existing shots and I noticed that the uh, profile shots they have of all the trainers, whilst they're okay, uh, look a bit loose. And um, the shots that I saw don't look very approachable in terms of the, uh, the, the shots of each of the trainers. Mm-hmm. In, that, like they don't look friendly enough and they're a bit loose in terms of like their uh, three-quarter shots, but there's a lot of space around them, Val. Mm-hmm. So, and the background that they've chosen, I, I think we could uh, find a better background. So I'd probably relay that to the client. So the first thing I'd do is make a list of all the things that I see that could be improved on and what I could offer and how I could do that. But the client obviously already knows that because the, that's yeah. why the client has asked you yeah. to do yeah. hit yeah. shots. They, yeah. they probably so, don't need to be told that they've stuffed up in the past. No, 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 no. But you see, you see where they've done those shots and you know that, well, I'm not going to shoot against that wall because you know what they've done. So, mm-hmm. so the first thing I would do is go to the gym and do a recce. Yeah. Okay. So we've got our shot list. And um, so basically, they want to see uh, that they, they want a, a, a hero shot that uh, that shows um, the fighting shots. So we've got cages, right, Val? Yes. And um, we first need to determine what sort of lighting is in there. So is it daylight? Is there daylight? Is there a mix? Is there fluoro lighting? What sort of lighting is in the gym? So basically, if you can imagine, so everyone, I'm basically describing the gym that I go to. So yep. if you can imagine a long kind of gym and the 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 bit that's near the 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 driveway I suppose is actually ideal for what you like because it's that concrete and it reflects into the right. gym so yep. where it's at the opening it's perfect lighting for the kind of things that you'd like as you yep. move further into the gym obviously you don't get that lighting and it is overhead kind of industrial type fluoro lighting it's very brightly lit but yep. it is um it is fluoro type lighting so it depends on where you shoot in the gym. The, the the bit near the opening or the near the windows is is very much the, the kind of lighting that you have recommended in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you move further in and further in is where the cage is, yeah. uh, it's it's it, it's not as much natural light. So there's no natural light where the cage is. There is some still residual natural light, but um, not as much. Okay, so. So in that situation, I'd, I'd uh, probably set up the uh, profile shots, all the headshots to be in that entrance in the, using uh, mm. that garage style of lighting. So that's basically where the roller doors up. We've got sun, um, uh, hard light hitting the pavement in front of the people. And we've got uh, all our uh, headshots are being shot. So we, we position everyone so they're standing just inside the shade mm. okay so they're shaded taking a, a light reading uh on their faces and and that's what we're exposing for and what happens is everything in the background is probably going to go to black and there may be some nice little highlights in the background from those big industrial lights which could look quite cool and how so far we- away would you shoot like what kind of lens would you shoot for them to achieve black in the background and sort of a little bit blurring 
So um, ideally, if 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 the uh, location allows, I would want to shoot this on a very long lens, Val. So mm -hmm. I'd I'd have my seventy to two hundred out, or my eighty five one point two. So like somewhere between eighty and uh, two hundred, and then that again depends. Like so, if I'm on the pavement. Mm. And I have to stand in the middle of a busy road to get these shots. That's not going to work. No, but but if the shot, the 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 gym is set back, mm. and I've got space to get back, and I can shoot long, then ideally I'd want to shoot long so I could do. I'm going to do these uh, individual shots of everyone as three quarter mm -hmm. and headshots. Do you do both? I do both, so, so that you have options. So, so they've got options, and I'm also we got to give we we need to give the gym um, as much variety as possible because we're thinking yep. of all the different social media uh, platforms that they're going to be using them on. The potential for magazine um, interviews and spreads as the gym gets bigger, and also the different kinds of uh, uh, uses in uh, on the uh, website. So you want horizontal. Yep. as well as vertical images. So I would do vertical three-quarter and I would shoot that a little bit looser valve so that they could be cropped square, perfect yep. for Instagram and Facebook, and also uh, horizontal with your person to either the left or right-hand side of the frame so you've got all that uh, empty negative space to yep. one side so that text, like, you know, wouldn't it be great if you had these uh, really strong um, individual shots of everyone and they could have their, like, the, each each of the trainers, like, uh, catchphrase or, you mm. know, no pain, no gain. Great for a um, Facebook know? cover profile. Perfect for a Facebook mm. cover profile. So you're thinking that and they may also have uh, that is their business card that they hand out, Val, which yep. could be like a DL size kind of envelope size, you know, or a postcard size where they're giving those out to their clients and on the back there might be a calendar or something like that. So, so all the different options. If you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with what we're calling garage style lighting, it, as Gina mentioned, it's basically, Gina, we call it that because it's ideal for when you're standing in a garage or in a shed and you have concrete in your driveway and basically the, as Gina said, the, the, the light reflects off the driveway, off the concrete and if you're in the shaded part and it reflects back on you and it's beautiful and give it a go because the first time Gina told me about it, I thought, oh yeah, okay. But then I tried it and it was magical Yeah, <laughs> and it just made a world of difference. So it's fantastic lighting. I was yeah. actually uh, speaking to uh, someone yesterday that I was coaching and they were showing me their shots and I came to this shot. I'm like, that's beautiful. How'd you like that? He's like, that's your garage style lighting. He said, I went out and did that shot straight after I heard that episode of the podcast. Awesome. And it looked incredible. It's like it even fooled me. So um, that, that's how good it is. The thing with this, like, because we've got all these uh, trainers and people to photograph, Val, and we mm. want to get as much happening as possible, you want to make it as easy on yourself as possible. So if you can avoid having to bring in lights, and because it's a, a busy place, the gym will still be operating while mm. on there shooting, mm. you want to make it as easy as possible. So if if the first thing I do when I turn up to a place is I look for the great daylight and if I can shoot it in daylight, I will because it just means it flows 
uh, so much quicker. Um, you're not worrying about your lights and, and getting that consistency. So we've got this beautiful garage style lighting that everyone's going to look amazing in. Mm. What I might do is because um, I'm imagining that the gym is going to be fairly uh, dark as a background, you may want to just separate the hairline from the background. Okay, mm. so there's two ways you can do this. If the light streaming in is if it's a, like a beautiful blue sky, hard light hitting the pavement and bouncing into the faces, so great strong light, mm. what you could have is set up uh, a reflector, a silver reflector mm. behind the person's head mm. to bounce and reflect light onto their hair. Yep. So that you get like a little bit of separation between the hair and the and the background. That's just going to make them pop out a little bit more. So that could be something that I, I would uh, probably uh, do in this scenario just so it looks a bit uh, – and it would also uh, have that lit look about it too. It will look a little bit slicker. Yep. Great, great idea. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where we'd uh, we get – so we've knocked off all the social media shots mm -hmm. and each of the trainers are going to be shot there. And what would I would suggest to all the trainers is that they come with maybe three different uh, shirt options. Mm. So one as their trainer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what one that they wear when they're training people. Yeah, like the gym t-shirt or the whatever. The gym t-shirt. Their social media profile may not be their gym t-shirt, but it might be a colour that actually uh, highlights all their features. Mm. So, you know, if they've got beautiful blue eyes, I might ask them to wear like a blue t-shirt or something that really sets off their, their skin tone really yep. well. Okay. And then a third option just, just because so that we've got a third option to use for an interview or something else and that might be a more relaxed pose that we do with them. So really in we we set them up and in 5 minutes you can do three different shots just get, ask them to change 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 and if it's females and they need to move off to get changed you can bring someone else in while that other person is getting changed and just keep turning them over. So there's no reason why eight people couldn't get shot in under an hour, Val. Great. Efficient. Scenario. Fantastic. Bang, bang them through. All yep. right? Okay. All right. So next uh, we want to uh, look at these, uh, the cage shots, Val. So mm -hmm. You um, mean the fighting shots? The fighting shots. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that we need to think about here. We've got action. Mm. We've got movement. So we're going to – and you want to capture the movement and you want to freeze the movement. So we're going to need to light this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that we uh, and we need a fast shutter speed so that yep. we uh, stop any blur. So um, ideally, you want to bring in a portable kind of lighting. Again, thinking about we're in a gym. There's people moving around. This is probably not the place to bring uh, the lights with the cords and all <laughs> the cables because mm -hmm. that's just going to be dangerous. Dave, who's on his way to the uh, bench press machine, is going to trip over your cord. <laughs> knock over the light and who's going to argue with Dave because he's seven foot tall, seven foot wide, yes, right? Yes. Dave, what are you doing? Nothing, mate. You go work out. That's fine. Enjoy yourself. I'll pick up my smash light here. <laughs> so ideally this is where speed lights yes. come in handy or uh, portable battery powered lights. So um, 
the first thing I would do is uh, before I put any lights in the shot is take a reading and try and get the whole shot in as a available light shot. Mm-hmm. So you want to what what you want to do is capture the whole scene without any lights, and the lights are just going to be used to light the individual people. So mm-hmm. what I would do say crank up my ISO, and I'm imagining these industrial lights are actually still put out a bit a fair bit of light. They do. And what you want to do is create an environment that's kind of I'm I'm picturing it as gritty and quite contrasty the light, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to capture because if you lit this perfectly flat you'd lose all the the beauty of the cage right okay so what i'm not understanding at the moment is in terms of the speed light or whatever light yep. that we end up bringing without the cords yes. uh, is it something that you use a voice activated stand which everyone is gina's term for a human being yeah or you do put it on a stand or a boom or something or yep. you're actually handling it Okay, so the ideal, for me, the ideal scenario is to use a voice-activated stand because I can actually get the person in exactly where I want them and I'm not concerned about someone coming along and knocking over my light. Now, that's not always an option for people, so the next best way is with a boom Mm -hmm. or you can MacGyver a boom if you don't own your own. So the way to MacGyver a boom is to get two light stands and clamp them together into a T, and then basically you can boom, you can have your light overhead somewhat. Uh, but how overhead. is this practical? If they're fighting, are you saying we set up the fighting shot? or We're going to set up the fighting okay, shot, basically. Right. So Got what it. we want, Val, is um, you want to show off uh, maximum muscle definition mm-hmm. and you want to create some sort of contrast in the light and a moody style. So yes. first things first, I'm going to expose and get a, a get a shot of this without any lighting at all. Okay. Okay. So that means I'm going to uh, crank up my ISO. So maybe around 800 to a thousand yep. ISO and uh, say shooting at around um, it, like, and, and again, we're going to be working at probably because we've got a cage, we've got a larger scenario, probably around 50 um, as a focal length. Mm-hmm, right. Okay. Yep. So standard focal length, because if we start shooting long, it means you're going to be back down too far away from the action, very hard to direct. There'll be people walking in front of the shot. So if I can get a a, a good shot that looks pretty good without any lighting, the lighting comes in as a support act. And the lighting will go on the hero guy or... The lighting's going to go... So I'm going to... I would set this shot up. So tell me how they fight. Well, they kick each other and they punch each other, obviously. And how close are they? Well, obviously, they need to be close to be able to kick or punch. So so the first thing I do is actually ask the two people fighting to fight and go through every single possible scenario in a fight. Mm -hmm. And that way you get an opportunity to see which ones uh, visually work the best. Right. There's obviously going to be certain fight manoeuvres that just don't look good, you know. Yeah, like a headlock's boring. The, the headlock's boring or it's like the kick in the air, it's the back of the head, you're not seeing the person. But there might be uh, certain setups, like I'm imagining the guy is like, you know, about to kick him in the head. It's mm. quite violent, Val. I don't understand. <laughs> it, 
why you enjoy this so much. It sounds really brutal as I'm describing it. Thank you. Is that what you do? You kick people in the head? Well, no, but I can. Like my brother when we were young and it's like <laughs> used to practice world championship wrestling on me. I imagine that, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go through the brief. Right. But so, I imagine, I imagine that you would want to, obviously when there are two people fighting and we're setting up the shot anyway and we want yep. to show them both off to to the best of, or at least yep. show one of them the hero. You want to have an open kind of, you, you want to have someone, the hero or the guy landing the punch, more or less with their body open to the camera so that yes. you can see yes. the, the, the body, right? Yeah. So I'm picturing someone getting kicked in the, you know, torso or something. So mm-hmm. you're seeing like both the people and it's an action shot. Mm. The other thing I would point out, because what happens when people are being photographed is they tend to slow everything down and they think they need to stop for the camera and mm. it starts to look set up. So yes. um, the first thing I would do was actually talk them through it mm. and uh, just let just tell them, I just want you to fight. Don't forget about the camera. And if you, if you just start shooting them, after about five minutes, they actually do forget that the and and then you just give them a scenario like if there's a certain kick that they do that's mm. the one that you want them to keep repeating okay right so don't actually fight i mean start fighting first so you can see the see, best yeah. moves but yep. once you found the 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 good move just get yep. them to repeat that move and shoot that is that what you're saying yes. and this is applicable to any sport okay. you're photographing you're photographing basketball or shooting there's going to be a certain shot like set shot that they do that's going to look better for the camera so you just keep asking them to repeat that same shot so that you can get your timing right because it's a matter of like you need to know when to push the shutter mm. to get that right shot and that takes mm. you a while to coordinate yes, you know that's and true. sink in with them but you find that you do after a while or sometimes you need to count them in like you'll go like you'll get them into both into position and then you'll go on three kick so it's one two three kick and then mm. you're you're firing or one, two, three, punch, mm. right? Mm. So, yeah, uh, that's that's a good point because it takes a while to get the timing right. I am quite hopeless at that because, you know, like I like I was hopeless at playing Space Invaders and Galaga and, you know, yeah. any of those things. It's so just, getting that timing right is... Kind of, I don't know why, but I kind of get this sort of sense of joy that you're not good at something. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit unco. Like I've got like two things. Like I'm actually coordinated and I can cook. That, but that's it. That's all I have. So that's all I have. It, like everything else, you're just like amazing at and kind of like you know. I'm proud of you and all, Val. But sometimes, anyway, therapy session over. After that, right? So the lighting for this Val. We've got this cage shot. We're shooting at fifty. Mm. We've got. The fastest shutter speed that our our camera will allow with sync. So that's around yeah, 200 right. on a Canon, 250 on a Nikon, okay? Oh. And then what I'm doing is um, for this kind of shot, because you've got two people, you want to spread a little bit of light around and it's going to be very hard. Ideally, if it was one person, and I'll, I'll go into this in the next section, yep. if it was one person, I'm going to use a very hard light to define muscles. But because it's two, I need to be a bit more generous and and uh, um, allow for uh, movement in the shot. So 
the ideal kind of lighting for this when you've got a, like a larger group is to have something like an umbrella, an umbrella box or a mm. soft box. And to, to, to show off muscle definition, shoot, have the position, the light above them. So basically what I'd probably mm. do for this shot is on a boom or on a voice activated light stand <laughs> is have the light directly over them. Right. Lighting directly. Right. And you might sort of tilt it so it's mm. kind of lighting their face, but generally it is all above them. Yep. Okay. So basically yep. what happens is because they're fighting, they're just going to be like maybe in um, uh, uh, karate pants or martial art pants, but they might have their shirts off for cage mm -hmm. fighting, right? Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. see their torsos. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the light hits where the muscle comes out from the body, like say it'll hit the top of their pecs mm. and then it creates shadow, shadow underneath shadow. their pec, underneath each um, each of their uh, ab muscles. Mm. And so you're getting highlight shadow, highlight shadow, and it really accentuates the muscle tone. Yes, yes. That's that's great advice, great advice. Now, there might be some listeners who they're not necessarily interested in shooting this in the cage because maybe yeah. they don't have access to a cage, yeah. but they want to actually experiment with some fighting shots just to even say in the local park. How would you suggest – what's funny? <laughs> just, just someone fighting down the street. <laughs> what would it's you... in a time at my place. <laughs> yeah. um... <laughs> What would you suggest in terms of lighting if we were shooting not indoors but like in the local park? So the great thing about like um, lighting uh, these kinds of shots is if you uh, are outside and it's a bright sunny day yep. and if you go out between say 11 and 1, mm -hmm. you have like the ideal uh, like um, natural lighting for body shots. Oh, natural downlighting. Yeah. Yes, of course. Downlighting and it's hard and it's like the equivalent of shooting with a beauty dish because mm. it's going to cast those shadows. Now, the problem is you get the raccoon eyes going on. Mm. But if you're doing this as a wide shot, a full body shot, it's not really going to matter because it's about the mood. Yeah. If you wanted to, what I might do in this situation is just with some extra flash and maybe a, a kind of modifier that just creates like a narrow, um, small, like a little grid spot, I would mm. just like duck just a little bit into the face. Right. Just to clean up the face, but then mm. allow the sunshine and that, that hard light to actually light the bodies. And this is how Herb Ritz lit a lot of his body shots, Val. He used mm. the sun, and I've actually done it for headshots outside. It's like a, a natural beauty dish. I Like, give it a try. Uh, maybe uh, if you get, even if it's the middle of winter and you've got sun, like you're going to have the time where it's angled, like at, between that 1 and uh, 11 a.m. Mm. and 1 o'clock, it's at it's at the right angle. It's like a beauty dish. It's beautiful. Great. All right. So what else have we got? Because I know you've also got a whole heap of some great fitness and body shots that you shot that we want to talk about. So what's yeah, next? Yeah. 
So basically, let's now tackle the uh, the cover shot, Val. Yes. All right. So so the best way, if you've got a controlled environment, we're not doing um, a cage anymore. We just want to get a strong fitness shot mm. of either a man or a woman. Okay. So what's the best way to do that? So uh, muscle definition, the best way to light it is to use down lighting. So that is to light from above. And now ideally hard light that mm. falls off rapidly is going to show off muscles to like the best. Okay. So ideally I would use something like a beauty dish mm. or, um, a, uh, an octobox mm-hmm. or, you know, something or a soft box that's going to create that, that, that hard down light. And you can even use, uh, an umbrella box or an umbrella, mm. um, will work as well. And it has to be shoot through rather than reflected because when you've got a reflected umbrella, umbrella box, that's where the, the flash hits the umbrella and then mm. bounces back onto the person, that light's too soft. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's like morning light. That's not going to define enough. So so hard light, boom it in or uh, MacGyver boom it in uh, over the top. And um, So basically like kind of above their head but yes. in front of their – slightly in front of their slightly face. in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, if you want to – if you want – so you've got to – Watch for the catch lights in the eyes. You want to be able to see them. So, like, you will see the reflection. You'll know the light's in the right spot. You'll see the light in their eyes. So, so we'll... just sort of inch it, inch it, inch it down. Mm. And and you are shooting from a low position, which means that you can have the light fairly close to their heads because mm. you're going to be underneath them, which makes everyone look really heroic and powerful. Right. And so you can have the light fairly close to their face and um, sort of in front. Okay. Will they have raccoon eyes? No, because it's not directly overhead. It's at an angle. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and, and the other thing that you may need to do uh, just to b- bounce a little bit of light and have a bit of feel, you can have like very dramatic lighting where it's like hard shadows under the, under the jawline and under every muscle, or you mm. can soften those shadows just by bringing a reflector at an opposite angle to where you've got your light. So it yeah. kind of becomes like a clam. So yep. you've got your light and then the reflector is at the opposite. You can have that on the ground at their feet. So yep. it'll bounce a bit of light and fill around them. Or you can actually bring in another light, which is what how I would do it. Mm. I bring another light in a, a, as fill, a, say, a stop less than what my main light is. And you would use that, say, to fill in, say, the shadow under the jaw, but ensure that you don't impact the shadows under the abs or the pecs. Yeah, so so but basically what you're doing is you're just making that shadow not as harsh. Yes. So maybe if you just had the light and no fill, the difference between the highlight on the face and the shadow might be two to three stops, which is going to be a big difference. If you bring fill in, you're going to open up those shadows, so the difference may only be a stop. So it's going to be you'll start to see some detail in the shadow areas. So it depends how much contrast you want in the shot. It's a matter yeah. of thing with it. All right. Great. So um, that that basically, and again, st- the stance shooting from below, mm. they look powerful and strong. Okay. Mm. 
The next thing we want to think about is what kind of locations you want for this uh, type of shot. Do you want a dark, moody background? Do you want a bright background? I always look around. I look for. I, I like to look for textured walls, make mm. a great background for a cover, rustic walls, sometimes like that old school locker room can make mm. great background. You might have throw that out of focus and just have a hint of something or a bench or some weight equipment mm-hmm. okay, in the background. So you're looking for, for different moody locations, just lighting the person, letting the background go and using available light for the background. I'm not worrying about that so much. You just want a hint of something that, 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 that is the tell for, oh, right, we're in a gym. I can see the edge of a bar. It doesn't need to be a lot. People can sort of work it out. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Yeah. Got it. So, or you um, might have, say, a row of boxing bag, heavy bags. Yes, in the mm-hmm. back, but in just something, and it doesn't—they don't need to be perfectly. Yes, lit. that's it right. Might be just like half of them is in shadow, and mm. you're just seeing the edge, or you're seeing part of the chain, or mm-hmm. or something that says boxing. Just make sure nothing's growing out of their heads. Do you know? I saw this shot of a cover. I mean, I there's a cover of a book I've seen lately of a um a person um and 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 it's it's a guy talking about style and how to dress and stuff like that and you know it looks very dapper but the the mistake that the photographer's made or whoever's chosen the the photo is made is that he's sitting on a pole so it kind of looks like he's got oh, three legs. Oh my god! It, and and people don't see that. They get I, caught. They're like they're worried about the styling yeah. and the lighting. And there's twenty people looking at the shot, and everybody misses it. I know it's it's on the cover of this book, and I just look at it and I go, "That is so wrong." Oh so god. make sure nothing's growing out of their head or their bum or their hip or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so post-production techniques for this, Val. I love to use Lightroom, and something mm. that you can do to really help uh, these body shots along is uh, in Lightroom or Photoshop, you can actually use uh, burning and dodging techniques mm-hmm. to actually do what the makeup artist does, and you can actually give muscles more of a sculpted look. So basically, if you've got uh, the outline of, uh, say, pecs and abs on someone's body, mm. you can just go in and where uh, it's dark, you can darken it more. Mm-hmm. And where there's highlights, you can uh, lighten it more. So you're painting with uh, light and shade, mm. and that actually gives a little bit more definition to a torso. Great. So sort of long. And I like to sort of uh, bring in a little bit of clarity, bring in a bit more contrast, grunge it up a bit, and that, that, that gives it more edge and can really make those muscles sort of pop and mm. give it that gritty. So for this, I would really make this gym shoot because of the nature of what it is. I'd give it that gritty, desaturated, sort of a bit dirty look. Yes, yes. I totally get it. Just yeah. like the television show Kingdom. I don't watch that. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Go on. All right. So um, next on the brief, filler shots, Val. So, yes. again, um, that's basically uh, I would probably get all my uh, shots out of the way first. Right. And look for, like, a whole series of filler shots that I can go away, and that's handheld. Yes, because uh, you don't need a person with that. So no, and yeah. I'd have something like my eighty-five uh, or my seventy to two hundred at two point eight, wide open. Focus on one edge of the slit, so there might be a couple of dumbbells on mm. the ground. Get down on the ground. Focus on a, a part of the area. 
throw everything out of focus and you just get these lovely dreamy just just do a whole set of um you know sort of like little filler shots shoes gym equipment yeah then maybe some wide shots where you might have the camera on a tripod Mm -hmm. uh working wide and have a slow shutter speed so you can have people moving through the gym but they're like sort of ghosted yes yes great that sort of gives that sense of movement that's a great idea yeah 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 so that that'd work really well um Mm -hmm. i think the only one i've missed val is the group shot how to do that so um like you've got a group of trainers that you wanted to photograph so that they looked really cool. Yes. Um, so I, I'd maybe uh, find a rustic wall, have them all sort of leaning up against that, or another option is to sort of position them around the uh, gym equipment and it kind of looks like they might have been in a meeting. You might have some people sitting, some mm. standing, hands on hips, and I've happened to walk past and take there. It would be that sort of casual shot that I would right. do the shot rather than something really posy or, sure. You know, Yep, yep. Uh, and I love the fact that it looks like you've just walked past even though it's set up. It's set up, but it looks like I've just happened to walk past and take take a shot. And you could even do – you could even ask them to have a conversation. Yes. And pretend I'm not there and, like, give everyone something to do so that it looks like it's just happened that this is yep. this is who they are, but they're hard at work, like, doing, doing their stuff. Same for the training shots. You set that up so, okay, like, I don't know, you've got your clipboard and you're talking to a client about, like, body fat or something like that. <laughs> you, you, you give them an eye line and you give them something to repeat and mm. that's how you set up those shots. And then also when they're training, you find that best exercise that best says training hard, like doing a really hard exercise so that the, and, and, and make them do it so that you can see the strain on their face mm. and it's authentic. And then the trainer looking like he's, he's, he's making them work. Like, you know, 10 more. I don't care if you puke. Give me 10 <laughs> more. You know how they do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've given me lots and lots and lots of ideas. I love it. Thank you, Gina. And I hope that okay. everyone listening has got a lot of ideas as well. Now, in the show notes, we've got a bunch of um, body shots, fitness shots that Gina has taken. And um, if you want to have a look at them, just go to GinaMilitia.com, M-I-L-I-C-I-A. But let's talk through them. The first one is of a guy called Luke, and he's, you know, in a wetsuit holding a surfboard. The wetsuit's pulled down to his hips. He's got tats on his arms, and he looks like he's near the beach. It looks like Melbourne, like St Kilda or somewhere. Talk us through that one. What were you trying to achieve? So this is this is uh, the classic um, downlighting that I've talked about in the mm. shot. So this is done with an Octobox valve, and mm. it is uh, held by a um, uh, voice-activated light stand mm. above a human being. his head, above and just in front of his face. So basically, uh, what happens is uh, it's uh, lighting the face, and then there's fall off. Uh, it falls off rapidly, but but what happens is it creates shadows under his pecs, yes. and then uh, lights up his muscles, and and that's like an ideal. Uh, body shot more in a commercial style Val because it's Mm. kind of clean Mm. but you know and uh, you could also if you wanted a harder edge to this you do this with a beauty dish so this is like something in between where it's an octobox is like a beauty dish but a bit softer it's like it's like if a beauty dish married a softbox (laughs) and had babies they'd have an octobox what type of time of day was this was the natural light 
to you know what? Yeah, what was the natural light at the, at the time? This was actually midday. Oh, okay. So uh, what I actually did for this shot is I've scrimmed it. So I put a scrim above his head to get mm. rid of the light, and then and then lit then it, lit it. another way. Yes. Great. Okay. So get, yeah. So the next shot is of a guy, a model called Kai Duval, and he's yep. uh, shirtless and yep. he's you know got good muscles, and he's underneath sort of a shower. And so the droplets are bouncing off his head and yep. you, they're, they're, some of them are actually frozen. So you yes. have shot this at a very um, uh, very quick shutter speed. Fast shutter speed, Val, and it's uh, like this looks great um, because like you don't all like when you're doing body shots of people. Like sometimes they're just people just want to show off their body, and it it can't always be. Hi, I'm standing here. Look at my body. Sometimes <laughs> it's nice, and it's a, a, just a bit cooler to give them something to do. But they yeah. just happen to have their shirt off, so it's not as in your face. Yep. So that that sort of like this is one of those uh, beach showers this was actually shot in Hawaii and um it's like uh very fast shutter speed freezes that and I just got basically got him in and you've got so much light bouncing around these like these piercing blue eyes mm. have come out I've used a very long lens and uh, a wide open to f2.8 focused on the eyes and like you still get a bit of movement in the raindrops but, but in the mm. water droplets but some of them you've got like uh, some of them have been frozen, and it's just like more of a lifestyle with all that water spraying around. It's just a cooler shot. And I love the fact that you say that, you know, you give them something to do. So it's not just, hey, look at me, look at me, look at my muscles, which yeah. is what the next shot, which is of Daniel McPherson. And yep. for those people who aren't familiar, Daniel is, you know, a fairly famous actor in Australia, and he's about to star in an, uh, the Shannara and um, Chronicles, he's filming that. So uh, the, the, what you've done with Daniel is you've given him something to do. He's yeah. got, you know, a good body, he's wearing jeans, but what you've done, if, you, if you've, it sounds like you've said to him, just put, take this T-shirt on and off. Yeah. Is that right? Put it on, take it off, uh, hold it in front of you, look like you're about to put it on, look over your shoulder. And then I also wanted to achieve, so there's there's a couple of parts of the male anatomy that, that, that look really good. There's the front part to show off the, uh, the, the abs, but there's also like the back part that showing off the back as well and lats and all of that. So mm. I wanted to try and find a way to show off the back too. So that's why I got him sort of... Um, kind of facing his back a little bit to camera, like he's three quarters to mm. camera and then putting the shirt on. And then the, the laugh suddenly takes it away from that. Oh my God, overtly sort of sexy. Hi, I'm yes. standing here with my shirt off to a bit more lifestyle and you still get to see his body, but it's like, it just, it just, it just makes it look like a lot cooler as a yes, shot. Yes, definitely. Otherwise, it's here. I'm going to show you my lats or here. Uh, let me do a lat pull down for you. <laughs> and just, um, the, the, the lighting for this, Val, is a combination of I've got two soft boxes lighting him flat on. Right? right, but then I've got um, uh, a downlight over him and a grid spot 
into his face mm. to clean up his face. So it's a combination of a few things uh, to, just, just to get the, like a, a different a sort of, a, you've got hard light and soft light to fill back in. And it gives you a lot of shadow so you can see his muscle definition. Exactly. So there's another shot of Daniel McPherson, which you've got, and he's kind of wearing jeans and he's kneeling uh, yep. and he's got a white shirt that's wet and it's yep. open. So yep. how did you achieve this shot, it's it's a great shot. So we basically soaked him uh, wet with the shirt so you can see the droplets. Mm. And then I've uh, backlit with a, a strong hard mm. light to, so, so that you, you light up the back of the shot and downlit with a, with a soft box to actually uh, um, highlight uh, the muscle tone and slightly side on. So I just wanted to create more of a moodier, artier shot. And um, he, he looks very good in this shot and he's kind of, um, it's like you have walked past and captured this shot. What did you yeah. tell him to think of when you were achieving this shot? So this was a series that I was working on and I wanted to really show despair. So I had to, like, he acted for me and it's mm. like he was very believable in this it's like i'm, I'm saying like uh, imagine like uh you, you I'm, I'm i'm giving him that scene from uh like imagine your girlfriend's just like walked out with all the staff or you've just seen a, mm -hmm. a massive something tragic has happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's on and it's brought you to your knees mm -hmm. okay. that was the brief for that wow. and it's like it's it like you look at his face it's crumpled in yeah. despair yeah but his abs look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the brief. Yes. I'm like, and then I want you to just like tense your muscles at the same time so you still look hot. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> now then you've actually provided an inset shot. They look like of uh, football boots or, yeah. or something like that, which is a, a great example of an inset shot. I love inset shots. I think this, as a magazine editor, I think they're really, really important. So never underestimate how grateful your client will be, especially if they're a magazine editor, if you yeah. can provide some extra inset shots. Yep. Um, then we have um, what I think is a classic Gina Militia shot. So what this yep. is, is Gina's actually shooting, She's opened both sides of a car, a car doors and she's shooting from one side through to the other side, but at the other side is the model, is the yeah. subject. And he's yeah. kind of leaning against the, the top of the car door. It must be a van or something. And it's a Jeep. Um, it's a Jeep. They're leaning on, on the top, so his arms are on the top and then he just fills the frame. So it's a perfect frame for, for the shot. Because, and and again, it's very lifestyle-y because it's like you just happen to be looking through this car door. Exactly. And mm. this pose is just so great for showing off the male physique. So, basically, he's got his arms up over at, at, at head head height. So, you can see the lats. Yeah, and, and you see the lats, you see the pecs, and it also, anything that stretches the torso makes it long and narrow because what you want to do with a male physique is you want to make the shoulders look as broad as possible and you want the waist to look as um, as narrow as possible. So you want that Hollywood uh, superhero look. You don't want them to look too thick through the waist because suddenly then that looks uh, bulky. You want you want to have like narrow narrow waist, wide hips. So this does that really well. Having said that, um, it would apply to shoot a woman perfectly as well because of the framing. So you're shooting through a car. What kind of lighting did you have? 
This is actually uh, a strong backlighting val, and mm. what I've done is I've exposed for the skin tone. So I've gone right in with my camera, mm. and to take an accurate reading, if you don't have a, a light meter, you get your camera and and go right in and fill the frame just with skin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's nothing else uh, around flooding in from behind that the image that's going to confuse uh, Hans's settings. Mm. Hans works at the camera store, and that'll give you an accurate reading. And then from there, you might want to open up another stop because that's going to give you a mid gray, which is going to be too dark. And so you mm. open up, and that's how I got that. So if you look at that, the actual the Jeep was white, but it's blown out. The background, you can't tell where it is. Uh, I no. think it was in a parking lot. It was an ugly background but I've blown it out to nothing so actually when you backlight like this so strongly mm. anywhere can be a good location and then you've got light bouncing all around so again his eyes just like they pop because there's mm. so much light um, um, bouncing around and it makes an interesting location out of nothing yeah great and you've also got a classic uh, locker room uh, yep. shot and I think there's there's basically three guys in towels um but they're not hot athletes no. they're actually the guy well, the they're hosts ex they're ex-athletes so they all were hot their day they're actually the hosts of the footy show which is an Australian um sports show uh but you know they, they they're they're past their prime and um they you've got them against a locker room which I think that you must have photoshopped this in no, no. So basically, we just uh, this this is all done on set. We we wheeled in, you know, six lockers, oh. chucked a, uh, dirty towels and some footballs on the top to make a, and and a bench and uh, you know uh, the, against a wall. And uh, suddenly, we created a locker room. Uh, the, the the thing that's interesting about this shot is it looks like a steamy locker room. Mm. Does. I put steam in in post. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, they look like they're in a steamy locker room because yeah. they look a little bit moist. Um, now, the next shot, just to prove to you that Gina does shoot women. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shot because it's of a girl in denim shorts and she's carrying a surfboard on the top of her head. And she it's beautiful because she's walking um, with basically a wall of either surfboards or kayaks on yep. either side of her, correct? Yeah. So again, so with the female physique, it's a little bit different to the male. You want to create that sort of hourglass look. So ideally you want to create a balance between the hips and the shoulders and then create that narrow waist. So that's like, you know, in an ideal world, the ideal uh, uh, female form. And this is another way to say she's in a bikini, she's in short shorts, but it doesn't have to be, hi, here I am leaning sexily with it, that sort of, you don't even see her face. She's walking away. But to me, I look at this shot and I see a powerful, beautiful woman. It's strong. Mm. It's a strong shot. She looks athletic. She looks good. So it doesn't always have to be uh, the obvious. And this is a great sort of, this could be like a, a hero shot or one of those like inset shots, Val, that you talked about. Mm, yep, gorgeous. And another shot we have is of, in the show notes, is of a guy. He's lying on the beach, well, on the sand. You can't see the water, but he's wearing jeans yep. and he's just sort of lying back. Um, yep. Where'd you shoot this? 
So this is down at the beach, and I am actually, I've got him right uh, clo very close to a pier so that I could actually stand on the, on the edge of the pier above him oh. and shoot directly down. Yeah, and so right, this is asleep, yes. and I've got him in um, open shade and, uh, yeah, just shot down. And I've got him to just, like what he does, uh, Nathan, the model there, is uh, the, you, uh, if you want to get, like, maximum definition in the body, just before you're about to take the shot, you ask them to flex their muscles and tense. And so Which like, muscles? Like the, the muscles in his in, in his abs. So right. it, it's actually a hard it's actually a grueling workout to do a fitness model a body shot mm -hmm. shoot. So basically if 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 you just let the muscles relax and they're just you just focused on their smiling, the, the the actual abs they can sort of puff out a little bit and they can look like wildly different between frames. So basically you want them to breathe out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and clench them them their their ab muscles like tense them all and then you take the shot. I'm so trying give, to do that as we yeah, speak. I'm doing it's it not very like, successful. Yeah, it's it's very hard to do and it's exhausting. But like it makes all the difference in the shot if you get them to do that. So if they're just relaxed, they're not going to look even if they're like very very low body fat. They're mm. never going to look as as great as if you get them to to flex. So that's why I put that shot in okay. the um in the show notes because that's what he's doing for that. And you can just see how like really defined everything is there. Yeah. And finally, we have a shot of Carla Bonner, who's an Australian actress, um, kind of like with some boxing gloves on. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, this is just like uh, a sort of another uh, a lifestyley way uh, uh, of shooting the female form. So it's basically I've shot her at three quarters from behind. She's got short shorts on that we've mm. we've hitched up so that you can see the form of her butt and how strong and muscular her legs look. You can see the definition in her body, and um, you know I've just asked her to bring bring the um, the boxing gloves on and to pretend I'm the, like she's like either taking them off or putting them mm. on and looking down. So that was basically I positioned her in, in, in the way that I wanted her in front of the boxing bag so that all, all the visual cues are there to say boxing, the gloves, mm. the bag. But then it was about getting the shape of her body right and so I had the stance, so I had her feet slightly apart and um, she's sort of arching her back a little bit just to get the butt out and to show. And I, I reckon she's standing on her tippy toes mm. because what that does, is it engages all the muscles in the legs mm. and then you get maximum definition. So again, it, it is, remember, it's a workout. You, you, you're almost asking them to do, the, the people that you photograph, to do a workout because you want every muscle engaged. Mm. That's going to show the maximum definition. I love how you haven't chosen to do the cliche thing of getting her to punch the bag. I love, yeah. one of the things I'm really taking away from this episode is get everyone to do something, but not necessarily the cliched thing, not necessarily yeah. the thing that you're expecting. Um, yeah. yeah, fantastic. And because then it actually really does look like you've just walked past yeah. and it looks very natural. All right. Look, that brings us to the end of this episode. What should we do for hashtag Gina challenge? Now, for those people who are new, every week we have a new challenge and uh, we, there's a different topic each week. There are a whole variety of different themes that we have and we all try and do something associated with that topic, but you can interpret that however you like. And we upload our photos into the Facebook page. So that is the Facebook page. If you search 
search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Um, but I, Gina has decided that uh, this week it's um, hashtag Gina challenge is hashtag fitness. Um, fitness shots. <laughs> so you can decide whatever you, you can interpret that however you like, but we would love to see your fitness shots. Uh, and yeah, whether you like them or you don't like them or whether they're, um, MMA or yoga or, or anything, um, yeah. we'd, we'd love to see them. So yeah. before we, uh, wrap up, do tell us, Gina, what will you be doing this coming week? You know what I'm about to go and do, Val? I'm about to bust out the leaf buster and my karcher, you know, the high-powered pressure cleaner because yes. I'm going to clean. That's What's what a I leaf like buster? Doing. Leaf buster blows all the leaves around. Oh, and the I leaf pretend I'm, Yeah, yeah, I pretend I'm Lara Croft and I just go <laughs> around the house and it makes me really happy. And then when I've got my uh, pressure karcher, like pressure water cleaner mm-hmm. to clean all the windows. Windows of what? Cooler. Your the, house? Outside of the house, yep. Yeah. Oh because goodness. we've got all the family coming for Christmas, so oh. I've got to do. I've allowed myself like a half hour activity every day, right, uh, leading up to Christmas to get the house clean. Wow! And this brings you great joy. It does. It makes me very happy. I love. I love doing that, and I've not had any time. I don't have time now, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, you. What are you doing? What am I doing? I have to do my Christmas shopping. I attempted uh-huh. to go this morning uh, and was and failed miserably, basically. Right. Yes. <laughs> so um, I've, I, I've yet to succeed on that front and um, we'll see how I go. It might be oh, a last minute yeah, thing. Uh, but if, um, if you'd like to connect with us on social media, we'd love to hear from you. Gina, where can people find you? So I'm at Gina Militia, that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram and uh, on my uh, GinaMilitia.com, and you'll also find me in the Facebook group. What about you, Val? I'm at Valerie Koo on Twitter and Instagram, and you'll easily find me in Facebook as well. So there we have it. Great brief, great boot camp. We look forward to and to sharing another one with you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.